welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. And for those that don't know, or if we've got any new listeners, each week we pick a topic that we know next to nothing about, and we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. The idea being that we do the hard work and we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with our listeners. That's exactly what we do. And just so everybody knows, we are not experts in anything that we talk about on the pod. This is just a summary of our findings. Hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Exactly. So let's get on with this week's topic, which was actually my choice as we approach the end of the series. And it is all about duty-free shopping. Here we go then, Liam. Duty-free shopping as a topic. As you said, this was the Liam's choice. So just putting it out there now for everybody listening, two weeks' time, we've got the listener choice episode coming up. We've already had some brilliant suggestions coming in, but feel free, send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Two Guys One Topic and let us know your suggestion for the listener's choice episode. But coming back to today then, Liam, tell everybody. How and why have we ended up with this? Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually live in Dubai now. And I'm a bit international in that I get a bunch of flights all over the place. And like last week, I was in England recording this with you. Now I'm here. And, uh, I, you know, I just went through duty free. And same as always, as I'm going through, I thought, oh, what, why does this exist? And I got my phone out to Google it. And I thought, no, actually, let's not bother. That'd be a pretty cool topic. So that's basically it. Like how many times you've been through duty? Why did duty freeze exist? <laughs> I've got to say, this isn't a topic that I think I would have come up with. So yeah, definitely a Liam's choice. And yeah, one that's been interesting to learn about this week. But next time you get on a plane and next time you're in duty free, you will remember where it comes from. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely will. That'll stick with me forever now. Yeah, done. And that's the point. So that's the whole point of the podcast, isn't it? Just learn a little bit. All you got to know is a little bit. You might forget everything else. But I reckon you might remember where it came from. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, so we're saying duty-free shopping. So this is where you know, typically, and we'll come on to this, but typically at airports, it's that thing, once you've gone past security and before you take off on, on the aeroplane, it's the shops that you have. And they, they make a pretty good job of it where it's normally a part of the airport where you have to go through as well, you know, a little bit like yeah. Ikea where it's a little bit like a yeah. winding, a winding way to get to where the gates are and everything. You need to go through the shops and it grabs your attention for, for things you could potentially buy. And all the way through it are people trying to sell you stuff. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what it is, chocolate, alcohol, perfume, whatever. And they're always, well, not always, actually that's not true in Dubai particularly the airports, like, you know, when they're like 24 hours, like you go through at three o'clock in the morning and it's all, it's like Vegas. It's all lit up bright and light. And you wouldn't even know, <laughs> you wouldn't even know it's three in the morning and they're still trying to sell you stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Spraying perfume your way or free shots of some whiskey or oversized yeah. chocolate bars or whatever it might be. Yeah. They're, they're the things that are typically there, aren't they? So what is duty free then? When we say duty free, you know, when you get to you get to the airport. So, uh, there's a big company called, are they called like World Duty Free or Duty Free World? Something like that is one yep. of the bigger companies. And uh, you'll see them in quite a lot of airports. That's the brand, isn't it? Yes. And uh, yeah, when they say duty free, what is duty free? 
So duty-free refers to the act of being able to purchase an item in certain circumstances without paying the import, sales, or VAT, the value-added tax. So it's basically being able to buy something without the taxes being imposed on it. Which means that it should be should be cheaper, right? Well, Dan, yeah, that's that's the whole idea. So people have it in notion in their mind, duty-free yep. shopping is, is cheaper, so I'm going to go to the airport and buy me something there because it'll be cheaper than getting it elsewhere. Which we'll get onto later is perhaps not always the case. Exactly. The other thing maybe to say about duty-free that's important is, so it's things that are exempt from taxes and duties, but it's on the premise that you're leaving the country as well, isn't it? Yeah. That's an important part of it. Yeah, you have, yeah you've gone through security, you've got a boarding pass. Um, if you go, if you try and buy duty-free, they will ask for your boarding pass, won't they? You need to, you need to evidence the fact that you are leaving the country. Um, so they're all right with you buying this stuff without paying as much tax as perhaps you, you should or, or would in a out of the airport, perhaps. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. leaving. So the government are all right. Okay, we won't charge you all the tax because you're leaving, but you're buying our stuff. So that's all right. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. So when we talk about taxes, like I did just, what is taxes? Like why, what, what, what's an import tax or duty tax? What did you learn about that? What's the word duty even mean? Like, that was the yeah. first sort of thing I was like, didn't know what that meant. Yeah. So the word duty, it means that something is due or owed. And that dates back to about the 13th century. And the, the notion of duty as a tax was around the 15th century. So that was in, you know, markets and just people selling to each other, the, the local government, that they realized that this was a good good way for them to be having some sort of income. And so they would then tax people for things and put a duty on them buying something. And then duty-free, as an adjective, that dates back to around the 1600s. So that's referring to yeah, taxing authorities, that they're asking you for a fee to buy something. Yeah, so if we were in an old-time market and I was selling some bananas for £3, the, the local government might say, right, Liam, um, 10% of that, we want 10% on top of that as a, as a fee for letting you sell this here. Yes, that's, yeah, that's right. So I'm selling them for three, three pounds. I've actually got to sell them for three pounds 30 because 30p of it is tax. Or or I keep selling them for three pounds knowing that I've got to give 30p to the government at some point because I now owe them this tax. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, anything else to mention around taxes? Yeah, so like import-export taxes I, I went into reading about. Um, just to get my head around that as well. And it's basically what what they would do is a government will tax stuff coming into the country. So if I ran a country, I would want everybody to buy my stuff where I live. But unfortunately, most countries do not have everything that people want within them, do they? So they have That's to right. import stuff. So I live in England, say, but I want something that's got to come over from America. So in order to protect the local stuff, the government will tax the stuff coming in. So, you know, if I wanted to buy my bananas from America, the government might put a tax on them to encourage people to buy the bananas from the UK because the bananas in the UK will be cheaper because they do not have the tax on top of them. Yeah. So there's a good example about that with trucks, isn't there, in the US? Yeah, it was called the chicken tax. 
there was a bit of an argument between America and Europe about there were there were some trade negotiations and it was to do with imports of chickens and it ended up like they were taxing each other like they were saying oh, well you can't have our chickens or, or if, if you're going to import chickens to us we're going to tax them and so on and then eventually America said well I'll tell you what then if if Europe try and send a truck to America we're going to tax it so what that meant is like German and French trucks going to America had a tax put on top of them of whatever the percent would have been but that made them more expensive but what that encouraged was it encouraged the Americans to buy American trucks yes because the European ones were now more expensive because they've got tax on top of them and that has that's never really changed if you go to America the only trucks they buy are Ford and Dodge and Chevy really American companies that do not have this import tax which became known as the chicken tax although didn't really have anything to do with chickens and it just to digress slightly what that then does is it then helps the economy and it helps the the manufacturing of trucks in America so then people have more jobs in America and people are then you know have more money they then don't need to claim for benefits or help because they're working and it helps industry and everything so there's a whole load of implications about how and why taxes might be Im- imposed it's funny actually i did um did economics as my degree and sort of a f- little bit of it's come flashing back this week about how <laughs> how's and why it's to do with taxes <laughs> yeah so anyway so that's sort of i don't know i just i want to talk about taxing and, and why why it even exists like what's the point the government like you're saying if it's a local tax it's because they want to raise some money but it could be an import or an export tax to encourage local consumers i guess Definitely. So with with what we're talking about this week, duty-free shopping, and we're saying, you know, duty and taxes, sort of that, that word can be interchanged really between between the two of them. But if we talk about how duty-free shopping came into existence then, and we sort of started to touch on it there. That, so that this practice and this idea about taxing, that goes back way back to the ancient Greeks and Romans, where they would put duties on people for you know wide variety of imports and exports that might be happening at the time but what they would then sometimes do is they would then realize actually it might be good for us to have a tax free zone or a tax free island where trade can then happen so we know that tax free duty free has been around for quite a long time it then also had a little bit in the medieval times where we then saw that local governments were then doing it as well to then attract and encourage trade from different regions at the time. Yeah. And as you were saying, yeah. you then get into negotiating what you would then um, tax each other about. And what we're talking about here is way before planes. So this is where people are being doing this duty-free shopping, doing this duty-free trade on boats or they're doing it over land borders. So yeah. what we're what we're talking about with duty-free shopping, it doesn't always happen or hasn't always happened at airports. And it's often just been where there's been a barrier between two countries, a border between two countries. Yeah, because if there's no tax in particular on, on a product, the product is cheaper. So if you want to encourage people to buy the product, you can remove the tax. But obviously they need the tax most of the time because the tax is there for a reason. Yep. But it might be in someone's interest to actually, like, I think it's sort of like an outlet centre. You know, it's all just a bit cheaper. <laughs> like, <laughs> like people go there because there's no tax on it. So it's just a smidgen cheap, might be 10% cheaper or whatever the tax is. You know, this is, of course, assuming that they pass on that lack of that 
tax reduction. Exactly. But we'll talk, get to that in a minute. So everything that I was then talking about there was pre-airport duty-free shopping. But it yep. must have started and come about somewhere. I quite like this as a story. Right. You've got to think duty-free shopping happened in some massive airport somewhere. Right. That, it, the, the, uh, the, when we tell you this bit, this is the bit I remember. You know, I always joke, like, the thing I remember from this episode is this thing now. Uh, yeah, like, I'm like, right, duty-free must have started in Heathrow Airport or JFK Airport or some bananas airport that everyone's heard of that's just <laughs> enormous. Like, it must have started there. But it didn't, did it? No, no, it didn't. It started in Shannon Airport in Ireland. <laughs> Who's heard of that? I mean, I don't know if many people have. Shannon Airport, yeah, on the east coast of Ireland. So if you imagine the UK, Ireland's the little island just to like our left, if you look at it on the map. Um, and then on the east coast of that, there's a, is it a town or a city? Yeah, it's not very big, is it? Called Shannon. <laughs> big enough to have an airport. And they they started it in 1947. Uh, having their, their first duty-free shop. And part of it was due to, after the Second World War, there was more travel that was then starting to happen. So, you know, flights were happening and there was a bit more uh, international travel that was starting to take place. But that transatlantic flight, at the time, the planes weren't able to make it all the way over from the US into mainland Europe or into to Europe because it run out of fuel. It run out of petrol or gas whatever you'd like to say so they used to have to refuel at shannon airport didn't they yeah so they fly from the east coast of america like i don't know new york or boston or philadelphia or many of those countries right cities they'd fly to england and europe but the closest airport they could get to to refuel was shannon airport in ireland and then they would land there refuel and carry on but what that meant was in the 40s, you said it was 47, it started, but like, you know, in the 40s, anyone who's flying transatlantic is just about going to Shannon, you know, like politicians, kings, queens, celebrities, sports people, you know what I mean? Yes. Everybody is coming yep. through Shannon Airport yep. just about at the time, not now, obviously, but at the time they were. And there was a guy at the airport, a caterer, his name was Brendan O'Regan, and he'd been on a cruise and he'd noticed that on a cruise, it was tax-free because they were in international waters. So nobody could claim the tax. So everything was cheaper. And it encouraged people to buy stuff. Now, he spotted this happen. And he basically no, thought, could we do the same thing at the airport? Yeah. Because surely if everybody's gone through customs, they've now left Ireland and they're just waiting to leave to go somewhere else. So they're not really in Ireland, are they now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't we just tax them the same like isn't a boat the same as a plane like it's just passengers isn't it yeah so he then he then convinced the irish government to pass a law that made that transition area of shannon airport technically to not be part of ireland <laughs> that's what he managed to convince them to do and so by doing so the goods that were there wouldn't be subject to tax and as he rightly pointed out, you've got a bit, bit of a captive market there, haven't you? While well, the plane's yep. refueling, you know, people are getting off or whatever they're doing. They're waiting around. There could be, you know, a really good opportunity for them to actually go ahead and buy some stuff. Yeah, and his, he was saying, and this is part of the, the whole point of Duty Free, he was saying, well, if we sell, like, local stuff, Irish stuff, cheaper, people will buy it, and that will help us as a country, as an economy. So if we cut the tax on it, Actually, as long as we sell Irish stuff, we're winning. So to begin with, they sold stuff like meat and eggs and butter. 
Irish linen, those things that, you know, people really want. I've just had a, I don't know, a seven hour flight from the US coming over. That's exactly yeah. what they want. Some egg, meat, some meat and butter. But there was more tax on alcohol. And very quickly, everybody realized like for a dollar fifty, you could get a bottle of whiskey all of a sudden because all of that tax is not on it anymore. Yep. So alcohol took off. And and that that's basically it. Like seven years later, he went to a convention in New York, an international travel convention, 1954, to, to basically talk about it and say how great this was and what we're doing and look at what we're selling. And then in 1960, JFK opened the first one in America. And then everybody just copied, didn't they, I guess? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're all, all over the place now, or absolutely all over the place. Um but yeah, if that's the one thing that I think I'll probably remember from this as well, Shannon Airport in Ireland is where, as we know it, duty-free shopping originated. Do you know the shop is still there, by the way? The shop they opened, yes. the airport, the, the shop's still there. So if you go to Shannon Airport and go to duty-free, um, apparently there are some posters and pictures and stuff up on the wall. Like, this is a pretty big deal in the, in the world of international shopping, I guess. Yeah, brilliant. So is it everywhere? And, you know, is it is it to every airport that you then go to in the world? And so looking at it, it's it I was looking into this. It's not actually at every airport. And it's well, as we were saying, offered at international airports or sea borders or you know, land borders that are happening. But there, there are a few factors that depends if it if it's then a viable option or not, because there are businesses that are running it. They're effectively a retailer. They're just a retailer, but yeah. they've just plonked yeah. their shops rather than on a high street. They've put yeah. them at an airport for people to go and buy things from. So they need to be, you know, financially viable as a business. And part of that is picking places with heavy footfall and picking places where you're going to have a lot of tourism, making sure that you've got that captive market. I'd be really interested to know if anyone has been to an airport that doesn't have duty free. That I mean, it, it must be in most of them. But I mean, if if I'm going to an airport somewhere, it's probably quite a big airport, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? If I'm flying from Dubai to somewhere, that's quite yeah. a big airport to take the big plane that I'm on coming from Dubai. Yeah. Whereas I, do you know what I mean? Like if, if you're in an airport and you've left London, you're going somewhere pretty big because you've left Heathrow. So you're on a big plane. So you're going to go to a big place. So that, that's the point then. So are there any internationally flying airports that don't have duty free because i i know i landed in an airport in the middle of brazil in the middle of nowhere in a tiny plane which there was no duty free happening at that tiny airport when i got there because it was just a domestic airport yeah 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 but but rio or sao paulo airports are definitely gonna have duty free aren't they so are there any internationally flying airports that don't have duty free yeah that's a good thing to look into there you go. Maybe we'll have a look for our wrap-up in a few weeks, if we remember. Um, they do make a lot of money, though, don't they? God, wow. Yeah, do they? Especially, I yeah. know you were telling me in the week about the one in Dubai. <laughs> well, first of all, right, it is thought that the, the global duty-free retail market in uh, 2031, so in what, like six, eight years or something, they reckon it's projected to go to nearly $100 billion dollars. Nine, a projective a projection of ninety four point two billion dollars. <laughs> what? <laughs> These are just shops in airports. There can't be that many of them. The Dubai duty free 
right? Because I'm here, so I thought I'd look into this. Dubai Duty Free 2022, $1.8 billion in Dubai Duty Free alone. Yeah, wow. That is, that is, there's two airports in Dubai. There's two of them. So they've probably got two, two shops. Now, to be fair, it's enormous. The duty-free area of Dubai is, you know, it looks like a mall. Like you wouldn't know you, yes. you know, it's not a one shop. This is like a yep. hundred shops. So, but $2 billion. That's a lot. What? Break that down. What, what does that work out more? It's like, it's like five or $6 million a day. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot of alcohol and perfume and confectionery, isn't it? <laughs> that, that, that people yeah. are buying. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's obviously a big business. Like we were saying last week, was it last week? No, it was a week before last when we were talking about Greg's making one and a half billion dollars, right? And we were saying, oh, they only sell in England. Yeah, but they've got like 2,000 shops. Dubai Duty Free's got two airports. <laughs> it's making the same amount of money. <laughs> And the concept of duty free, as we we're saying at the beginning, is it's renowned for being cheap and for being cheaper yeah. and for you like nabbing a deal for, you know, an expensive item um, and for getting it for way less what its usual price should be. But in reality, that isn't the case and how it all works out, is it? And it it isn't always the better thing for you to be doing to be buying something at duty free. I mean, it is sometimes because some stuff is taxed particularly high. So when they cut yep. tax off of like alcohol and cigarettes and cosmetics in particular, those three, you know, you see them everywhere in duty free. Like they are cheaper because they're taxed so highly that when the tax is taken off them, they're very cheap. But you've then got how expensive is a Toblerone in a duty free? <laughs> Nuts, isn't it? So, so duty free, if we're saying like, is it cheaper or not? It massively depends on what it is that you're buying. And there have been quite, you know, some quite good studies on this and just seeing, you know, what is good and what isn't. And the, the things that are good are the likes of alcohol, like you're saying. And you can get some brilliant deals there. On average, I was reading it's over 40% cheaper to be buying your alcohol or liquor for, for Americans to be buying your, your liquor at an airport. Whereas talking about Toblerones and confectionery, it can be up to 150% more expensive at the airport yeah. compared to the supermarket. There's no legal obligation for any company to pass on the tax cut, that the tax that they're not paying. So the yep. government will say, like, we will not charge you 20% tax on this. So theoretically, the company should reduce the price of the thing they're selling by 20%. Yeah. Because they're not paying that 20%. But although, you know, what they'll do is reduce it by 10% because then it's still cheaper, but they're actually making more money, aren't they? Yes. Like that sort of thing. Like, and then you've got other products where, you know, people just buy it because it's at the till and yeah, they're traveling and because they're traveling, they're happy and they've got a bit of money in their pocket because they've saved up and they've got some money left over perhaps or, or whatever. Or it's a panic buy because you need to buy a present for somebody. <laughs> and so you're there, <laughs> you're there thinking, oh, what do I get? What do I get? Toblerone. Yes. Save the day again. Yeah. A, uh, a London double-decker bus box of chocolates or something. <laughs> a magnet that is now $10 but was $1 if I had just bought it yesterday <laughs> when I was walking along the Thames. Or any, souvenirs are the worst, I'm sure. That is definitely standard where, where people panic buy. And like I say, they, they know they've got this captive audience or they've got people who are there just waiting around. 
to then buy things. So yeah, it it's not always a given that things in duty free are going to be better, but there are there are some people or um, some websites that are out there to try and help people, aren't there, to try and figure out what is better to buy at which airport if you really want to look into it. Yeah, I read a, uh, uh, I, it was a website called The Points Guy and they um, they sent out all of their contributors. They were sort of like when they take the basket for inflation. They went to, they, they just asked people, Look, if you're going to the airport, can you buy these, I think it was 13 things or find the prices of them. Rule must be convert it into dollar, American dollars and it cannot be on an offer. It's just got to be the price that it okay. is. And over time, they ended up with like over 50 airports scanned, you know, major, major airports. So they've got a list of like the best places to buy stuff. So in general, the cheapest duty-free airports in the world are Kuala Lumpur and Singapore, apparently. Okay. The most expensive are Sydney and Santorini in Greece. So Ooh. don't buy stuff in there. But then they broke it down. <laughs> then they broke it down like best places to buy certain things. So very quickly, alcohol, you want to go to Kiev or Madrid. Makeup, you want to go to London or Dubai or Vienna. Perfume, Madrid or Porto in Portugal. And cigarettes, Singapore, Hong Kong. Yeah. But in general, alcohol, get it from the Caribbean. Cosmetics and fragrances, get them from Europe. Tobacco, get it from Asia. Done. One more stat quick. In Tokyo, um, tobacco is 82% cheaper than it is in London. Wow, that's big. So I don't smoke, but I feel like I should go over there and buy like 10,000 cigarettes from Tokyo and bring them back. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it would make sense, wouldn't it? To go over to Tokyo um, to get all of your, your cigarettes to bring them back. But obviously the government, they've cottoned onto this. They know that that could be a possibility. And so there are limits that are in place for anyone that does duty-free shopping. So just because you bought something that's duty-free it doesn't mean that you might not have to pay duty on it. I think there are a couple of double negatives in there, but basically yeah. just because you've had, you've bought something at an airport that was duty free, you still might have to pay some duty on it. And the main reason being is if you're returning home and you've gone over your limits about what, what it is that you're allowed to buy. That's like when you go through the green and the red windows doors, yes. isn't it? Nothing to declare, someone to declare, Oh, I bought a few too many bottles of wine or a bit too much spirits or whatever. <laughs> Even yeah. when I don't have anything, I always feel nervous walking through those. I think it's because I just want to get out of the airport, start making my way home. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to get stopped and searched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there are limits. Um, I read the UK limit if you're traveling from America, for example, and they're different in all countries. So it was, I almost didn't bother because it's silly because they're different everywhere. But UK, for example, you could buy 200 cigarettes. If you uh, were coming back from America, you could buy 50 cigars. You could buy 250 grams of tobacco. You know, th those sorts of things. Um, yeah. and, and there's a limit on the amount they let you buy and you can mix and match it and stuff. But yeah, just perhaps if you're traveling, just be careful about what you may or may not buy. They're, well, yeah, th those those duty free restrictions, they vary massively from country to country. And yeah, it depends what and why that there, that there could be something that is then going to be uh, included in duty free or not. Like. Interestingly, there are some things that don't get sold in duty-free that um, countries don't want to have imported into their country like earlier. So one yeah. of the things, but on a limit, so you've got a limit of zero, you can't take any soft French cheese from France into the United States. You're just not allowed to. 
Yeah, okay. So like we were saying, right, the French airports have got no tax because they're encouraging people to buy French stuff. So in French duty-free, you would be able to buy French cheese because they want you to. So they cut the tax on it so that you buy it. Yes. But like you're saying, the Americans don't want it. So when you come through, you're not allowed to. You're not, we're yes. not having you bring it in. It's not happening. Exactly. Um, equally, like, you know, you can't, you can't buy alcohol or take alcohol to certain countries. I actually... When I was coming back to England last, I wanted to buy some alcohol for my brother's wedding, and I was flying via Qatar, and I could buy it in Dubai Airport because I was leaving Dubai, so they were fine with it. But I checked beforehand, and they were like, "You, when you land in Qatar on your connecting flight, they will they will scan you again or whatever, and they will take it off you because you're not allowed it." Yes, yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. There are there are things as well that we've been talking about. You know, why is it that what you then buy? in duty-free is confectionery, cosmetics, alcohol. You know, why isn't it that you can buy a washing machine there? Because you can't get it on a blimmin' plane. It's all travel <laughs> stuff, isn't it? That's why. Although, like, I've seen, like, boxes of beer. You know, like a 12-pack like a or, like, a 20-pack of, like, Bud. Who's buying that and then carrying it to a plane? But the point is, most of the stuff, you know, cigarettes, T-shirts, like, small electronics, sunglasses souvenirs uh you know like health like beauty products that sort of it's all little stuff isn't it it's just like you're unlikely to i'm I'm sure you probably can somewhere you're not getting a playstation no a lot of it is based on impulse buys as well so all that holiday factor that holiday feeling like i'm going on holiday i'm gonna get myself some sunglasses or some new clothes or whatever it might be in some of the some of the places but around that complexity about what countries allow what, where, and how much quantities. Yeah, definitely look into it before you travel. Because even coming into the UK, if you're coming in from Europe, then some of those amounts go up massively. So Liam was saying there that you can bring in 200 cigarettes or 250 grams of tobacco. If you're coming in over, not an airport, if you're coming in from the EU, and you're coming in via via the boat or the ferry, you can have 800 cigarettes, you can have a kilogram of tobacco, 110 litres of beer, 90 litres of wine. That's some... Yeah. And and the rule is supposed to be that you're going to consume it yourself. Like, That's exactly it. So How do you sell to, to customs, man? Oh, yeah, I've got bajillions of beers in here. Don't <laughs> worry, I'm going to drink them myself. You just say this is a... You know, well, one of the things apparently that they will then take into account is how frequently that you're traveling as well. So if if you're doing that every day, you know, or a couple of times a week, they'd probably cotton onto it. But yeah, so they're entitled to to stop you. Have a look at how much of a quantity of an item you've got if you've not declared it. And then if you've gone over those limits, then you'll then pay the import tax on having that, won't you? Which that can vary by by country as well but you can end up paying the tax on everything can't you not just what you've gone over the limit of yeah i think it was the uk when i was reading if you come through with too much they don't just tax you on the on the extra they just tax you on everything like you've broken the rule so you're allowed one liter of alcohol but you've got two we're not going to pay get you to pay the tax on the on the extra one we're going to get you to pay the tax on all of it yeah 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 yeah. to so, like wrap your knuckles and tell you off for uh for doing it in the first place penalize you that's quite a good way of doing it yeah I read a nice hack about duty free. Oh, yeah. any, like I, I said, there's got to be something. Well, I, I, not I read. I saw this on. I think I saw this on Instagram as well. Actually, 
it's the uh, the additional baggage hack. So like if you go in with Ryanair or, or some like, you know, when you haven't got enough, you know, you're coming to the plane and you've got too much stuff and they won't let you take it all along. You only have one bag or whatever. And you've got two. You've got a handbag and a backpack. Uh-oh. The uh, <laughs> hack was to get an empty duty-free bag and just put your handbag in it because they let you go on. With, like that doesn't count as hand luggage or, or anything. You're yeah. allowed to buy duty-free. So, so long as nobody sneaks a look in your bag and checks it isn't cigarettes. So I, I suppose maybe a, a slight concern about that is quite often now they'll seal your bag, won't they? I was looking into this about why do they seal your duty-free bag? And so I, I suppose just making sure that you can sort of hide it so it doesn't look like it's, um, it's open too yeah. much doing your little hack. But the reason why they seal your bags is so you just don't end up getting smashed on the plane. And just getting far too drunk, having bought a load of cheap alcohol, and then having yeah. it on the plane and causing a, a ruckus. Yeah, no, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. No, there you go. There's some other hacks, aren't there? Just just things to consider before you go to the airport that you were telling me about. Yeah, there's some good ones. I never knew this. You can start doing your duty-free shopping 30 days before you depart. Yeah, you can pre-order, can't you? Yeah. And then like turn up and go and get it. Click and collect. I had no idea about that, that you could you can do it. And then, so this is the, the tips and hacks for it, is actually make sure what you're buying is cheaper at duty-free. Because sometimes sunglasses or whatever it might be, you can actually find it cheaper online or cheaper on a local shop. So that's what, you know, a good hack is if you're planning ahead and then you can compare the prices, as Liam was saying about that that company, that website where they've set up to tell you, which is the best one to buy where. If you're doing a little bit of forward planning, that's the best way to get yourself the best deals. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So pre-order yourself like some alcohol. Just go and pick it up. Was there something something to do with like, it's better to buy before you fly out as well, rather than on the way back. That was one of the little hacks. Yeah. Yeah, but then what though? Because, so if I'm flying to America and coming back to England, what well, I buy my Jack Daniels, first but then when i get to america i've just got to keep it with me the whole time just to bring it back with me yeah that was the that didn't quite stack up for me but apparently or it could that be that you've you've then spent your money on holiday and you don't have the money to then buy the sunglasses whatever it was on the way back so that's something yeah but definitely around the hacks is around being specific make a list doing your research and then making sure that it is actually cheaper Mate, that's a pretty good topic, right? I haven't got n- no other information except a nice little takeaway. And by takeaway, I've got a, a story today. It's a okay. little bit of a different one. Go on then, tell us. What is your two guys, one topic takeaway then? Takeaway story. Okay. okay. I wonder if you remember this. Do you remember our friend bought a wedding ring in Duty Free? Yes. Yeah, I know this. So we, one of our best friends wanted to buy a wedding ring. I'd seen it previously, I guess. Knew it was cheaper in Duty Free. So he bought the cheapest flight he could find, the cheapest international flight, or to Europe, I think it was. Turned up to the airport, went through customs, bought the ring because it was still cheaper. Like he must have, you know, that took some research. But I guess like you could get a flight for like what, like fifty quid probably, can't yep. you? One way. Yep. Bought the cheapest ticket, and uh, didn't get on the plane, did he? Uh... <laughs> I actually messaged him. I messaged him today to say, hey, did you actually ever get on that plane? He replied, I definitely got on that plane, winky smiley. So I don't <laughs> think he did. 
<laughs> I think he, there's, that that's could almost come under hacks as well. So he'd obviously seen the ring, knew it was cheaper than the cost. Like the amount he saved was more than the cost of the flight. Bought the flight, went through, got the ring. <laughs> oh, my tummy hurts. Oh, I've got an emergency at home. Can't get on this plane. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if that's illegal, we've no way suggested that as a hack. No, yeah, yeah. No. I, do it at your own story. risk. I'm not suggesting it. I'm just telling you a story. Like I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do it. But nice. Yeah. I like that. So my my two guys one topic takeaway this week is to do around some of the psychology of buying duty free. I quite like this, and some of this relates back a little bit to when we did our topic about casinos and why does the house always win? Oh yeah, okay. And One was, of our first episodes. I think, was that like episode two or three? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Very early days. And it's all in the way that it's designed as well. So the duty-free shopping, similar to what we were saying, you know, the layout of it where you need to snake your way through it and then you've got to pass everything before you then get to the other side. But there were some studies that have been done saying part of the reason why they're automating a lot of the airports, so, you know, when you need to show your board and ticket and move through after security and stuff, they're automating it is to make it quicker because for every 10-minute delay, people getting into the duty-free area, they spend 30% less money. So there's real good reasons to get people in because then they spend more, they're probably happier, they're then more willing to buy stuff. And then the other thing that... um, was really interesting about this and the psychology of buying is that the layout of the airport, once you're getting to your gate, is designed to influence how we spend. And so what you'll find is that the walkway normally getting to a gate curves from right to left. So if you can imagine that, it's curving from right to left. And the reason for that is most people are right-handed. So you'll be dragging your suitcase behind you or your little holder, whatever it is, you're right-handed. And as you're walking round to the left on that slow curve to the left, you'll be looking over your right shoulder, just naturally looking over your right shoulder or like looking towards your right and you'll see more yeah. shops and then you're more likely to go in and more likely to buy. So there's a real reason why airports curve from right to left. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Talking of delays, my brother is currently stuck in America. He's been there for like, he's, he's, been delayed for 48 hours it might be it's going to be like two and a half days but because there's a hurricane and his flight was cancelled because of there was a bunch of air traffic control issues he must have spent negative money then talking about he's going to spend 30 percent less every 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> he's somehow going to make money yet he won't I... spend anything he's fuming he is i know i've spoken to him he's fuming <laughs> uh that's brilliant yeah good topic liam and one i'd never have Think to pick one I'd never really um, get into. I don't think it's a topic, but now whenever I do travel again, if I ever go through an airport, have duty free, then I remember it started in Shannon in 1947. Shannon, Shannon Airport in the 40s. Yeah. And just, you know, the, the tax is not on there to encourage you to buy stuff locally, typically, although not always, but, and also it's not always cheaper. Just bear that in mind. But yeah, but I'm, I'm so happy I've learned it. Now, more importantly, you do now get to choose next week's episode. Yes, I'm looking forward to this. So let me tell you then. So Ollie's choice for this episode, and just to remind everyone, let us know the listener's choice for two weeks' time. Almost pause the podcast now quickly. Send us your suggestion. So get us on Instagram, at Two Guys One Topic, or Twitter or Facebook. 
uh, and let us know your suggestions. So Ollie's choice for next week, we are going to be doing the topic of the Rubik's Cube. No, <laughs> I could do a Rubik's Cube. One minute 31, I think is my best time. I haven't done it for ages though, so I've probably forgotten. That's cool, I, mean, I like that. Okay. Who, how, why, what, all of those. Right, first questions. thing, first thing I'm thinking, how many combinations are there? Oh, I'm going to guess, I'm going to throw a number out there. It's going to be like a quadrillion. It's going to be something nuts, I reckon. How many digits? <laughs> What's that, 15 zeros? Okay, we'll go 15 digits. I don't know what we'll find out. That'll be the first thing I Google. How many combinations on a Rubik's Cube? Let's okay, see if I'm any record Rubik's Cube, stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Nice. That's cool. Okay, right. Like Ollie said, hit us up at Two Guys One Topic. Any suggestions? Thanks for listening to this week's episode. But we'll be back next week with Ollie's choice all about Rubik's Cubes. So uh, until then, get out there and share some duty free shopping knowledge.